This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, July 6th, 2014. Radical, radical gratitude. And that's a big shout out to our girl Courtney Parker for narrating that Psalm 100 so beautifully. A fifth grader, amen. Yeah, awesome. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much for this day. It's a day that you've made, a day where we can rejoice and be glad in it. Open our hearts, O oh God, so that we might receive your message and be changed and transformed by it. I pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and everybody gathered said, Amen. Amen. Well, today we are starting a new series, our July series, and it's called Radical. Say Radical. Radical. All right, you're right here with us. In this series each week, we're going to look at a selection from the book of Psalms. Psalms is in the Old Testament. There's 150 of them. They're like poems. It's Hebrew poetry, and they are so rich. In fact, our spiritual discipline of the month right now is to read Psalms, so we encourage you to do just that. The poetry or the Psalms were written over a span of several hundred years, written by different people. We find these Psalms, they're like hymns, hymns of praise, songs of praise to God. We also find that there are some that are laments. They're sharing deep grief, either individually or about a community at large. There are some psalms that deal with the coronation of a king, uh, marriages, some deal with battle, others focus on wisdom and prophecy or pilgrimage. And some of the psalms are difficult to categorize. Mm. We call this series Radical because uh, the psalms are poems of great feeling, great emotion, of great joy or pain. Uh, there's no real middle ground in here when you're reading the psalms. <clears throat> when King David, who uh, is given credit for about 73 of the 150, almost half, when he cries out to God at the beginning of Psalm 22, when he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? <clears throat> he is screaming from the core of his soul, from his very gut. He's at the end of his rope. It is a radical cry for help. The first half, when he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, are the very words that Jesus uttered to God the Father from the cross. And so that was Psalm 22. In the very next psalm, we have this interesting juxtaposition where David claims uh, that God, the Lord, is his shepherd. This is probably the most familiar psalm. Let's say it together. The Lord, Lord is, is my shepherd. shepherd. I, I shall, shall not, not want. want. Radical. Radical. You can see the radicalness just in those uh, piece of those two psalms right there. Hot or cold, not lukewarm, never in the middle. We're reminded here of what Jesus 
share to the church in Laodicea in, in, in the book of Revelation where John is given a, a vision of the future, of the end times, and, and Jesus is calling out to the church uh, in the city of Greece, Laodicea, and he says, I know you inside and out, and I find little to my liking. <laughs> you're not cold. You're not hot. Far better to be either cold or hot. You're, you're stale. You're stagnant. You make me want to vomit. Wow. Wow. That's pretty radical. That is Eugene Peterson's paraphrase of scripture. You know, when someone is either hot or cold, there's some feeling involved. You know, I'm either really here or I'm really here. But there's this in-between that is a dangerous place to be. You see, when people are hot or cold, they might be angry as pastors, as counselors, when we meet with you, if you're hot or cold, it's like, okay, we've got something to work with. But when we meet with couples and they're like, okay, where are you on this? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. We're like, oh no. Like a chill goes down my spine because that indifference is so difficult to work with. Where do you go? Where do you go with that? Now, that's what Jesus talks about in Revelation 3.16. Passion versus indifference. Basically, he says that those who are indifferent make him sick. And he just wants to spit them up. So there's nothing lukewarm about these psalms. They are radical. The writers are all in, emotionally charged up, either celebrating the creation or lamenting their situation, offering thanksgiving for what God has done, or wondering why God doesn't even seem to be in the picture. I want you to do me a favor. There's a, there's a white bag in the seat uh, pocket in front of you. It's kind of like we're on an airline. You know the seat pocket in front of you? There's a bag in that seat pocket. If you ever pulled it out, you know what it's for, right? That's what this bag is for. Pull it out. I saw some of you got your hand. Come on, let's get radical. Pull the bag out. Gee whiz, it's wake up time. Shake it. I hope you don't have to open it up and use it before the service is over. This is a reminder. We don't want to, if we're lukewarm, we don't want Jesus having to use this thing because it makes him sick to his stomach when we're lukewarm. We got to get radical. Take this home as a reminder. Get radical in your thanksgiving of God. Be radical. Amen? Amen? All right. All right, so today we're going to start with our very first psalm. Our focus today is Psalm 100. You know, I've just got to say these bags for me is a little bit radical. So, But you know what? That makes a point, doesn't it? All right, Psalm 100, celebration of radical gratitude. Radical gratitude from the very core of our soul, an all-out thanksgiving to God for who God is and who we are. Let's start with Psalm 100, verses 1 and 2. How about if you say it with me? Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Yeah. So make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. I really love the lineup of music this morning because you are good, 
all the time. How do you say you're good all the time? I mean, you can't, or, you know, forever you're faithful, or shout to the Lord all the earth. I mean, that is like sin, in my opinion, to be that indifferent and that disconnected to worship. It's about being joyful. Some versions say, shout to the Lord all the earth. Let it out. Let it out. Be radical in your praise to the Lord and be joyful. As we draw closer to the Lord, as we recognize who God is and what God has done, we can live a God-centered life, a Jesus-centered life, and it is in that that we can be anything but joyful. I mean, how can you not be joyful about that? Amen? Amen. How many of you are familiar with the character Eeyore from the Winnie the Pooh series? Can I see hands? Yeah, some of you. Yeah, Eeyore is an old gray donkey, and that's where he gets his name, Eeyore. Eeyore. And he's, he's generally kind of pessimistic, kind of gloomy, kind of looking at the negative. He's kind of a glass-half-empty kind of guy. He's a guy, if you're with him and you're either having a good or a bad day, he'll make it worse. He'll bring you down, guaranteed. Uh, let me give you an Eeyore example. Good morning, Pooh Bear, said Eeyore gloomily. If it is a good morning, he said, which I doubt, said he. Why? What's the matter? Nothing, Pooh Bear, nothing. We can't all, and some of us don't. That's all there is to it. <laughs> can't what, said Pooh, rubbing his nose. Gaiety, song and dance. Here we go round the mulberry bush. Go ahead, Carrie. <laughs> Your turn. So Eeyore can't, can't seem to find joy in life. No, he, he can't. He certainly doesn't shout for joy. <laughs> have, have any of you ever been around in Eeyore? Oh, yeah. Okay. So not much fun, is it? I mean, it's draining. I got to say, it's draining. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Oh, wow. Okay. Now you're really with us. <laughs> now now the better question. You now. know what? That's interesting. We're talking about shout to the Lord, but have you ever been around an Eeyore? You know, you're awake now. All right. Now so, the good question now. Here's the real question. Have you ever been an Eeyore? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's hear that shout out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eeyores are lukewarm at best. You know that white bag that's right there? We cannot be lukewarm when we're praising God. We cannot be lukewarm. Shout for joy. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. And who does that? What does Scripture say? All, all the, the earth. earth. Say all the earth. All the earth. All the earth. Everyone, everywhere, make a joyful noise to the Lord. Mm. Speaking of joyful noises and shouts, we're going to do business a little different during this series. Like the old Methodist church, old time, they had an amen corner, amen? That was like back there, and they would always give me an amen. Amen, right? But I want this whole place to be an amen corner. And you don't have to wait for me to say, can I have an amen? You can just be shouting. We, amen. Woo! Help us preach. Give me a little dialogue here, okay? There we go. That's what All I'm right. talking about. 
All right, get radical, right? Right, all right. <laughs> Worship the Lord with gladness. Amen. Amen. Come into his presence with singing. The line reveals an important aspect of Hebrew poetry called parallelism. Parallelism. That's when a writer says something, and then he says something again, you think, didn't he just say the same thing? Well, it's the same thing, but looked at just quite, a little bit differently. Oftentimes, it's kind of like this. It's like he's got a camera, and he's looking through it, and he kind of takes a picture, and then he focuses in a little close, you know, he zooms it in a little. Or maybe he shoots it and then zooms out. It's like the trees and then the forest, or maybe the forest and the trees. And it's really interesting how that works. And we have it right here at the beginning where he says, um, make a joyful noise. And then he focuses a little closer to show you what that would look like, make a joyful noise. And then he says, uh, worship the Lord with gladness. Okay, that's what the joyful noise is going to be. <clears throat> focuses a little more, come into his presence with singing. You see how that's working? He's kind of saying the same thing, but getting a little bit more focused. Like I said, it's like looking through the camera and zooming in or out on whatever he's looking at. All right, so let's keep <coughs> on going with Psalm 100, verse 3. The psalmist tells us to know that the Lord is God. Let's say that together. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Mm, okay, so what does that mean? Again, parallelism. If the Lord is God, well, that means he created us. That's what gods do. And if he created us, then we are his. Some translations, or a footnote to this translation, substitutes in and says, um, know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us and not we ourselves. God made us, not us. Right? Amen? Amen. 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 And um, uh, we're, we're here, okay, we're here thanks to God. All that we see, all that we have, all that we are, all that we do is thanks to God. We are his people. Here we go again with this parallelism. We are his people. Let me put that another way, the writer says. We are the sheep of his pasture. Now, for us, that doesn't hold a lot of meaning because, you know, you know one or two shepherds, you've dried up the, sh the shepherd market here in Middletown. Amen? <laughs> Amen. But back then, they were part of a sheep culture. Sheep were crucial for food, for clothing. They needed sheep. And sheep need a shepherd because sheep are dumb. Amen. Amen. They get, them, they get themselves into play. What did he say? What, Mike? Oh, it's coming, baby. It's coming. All right. This yeah. is an Allen parallel. It's coming. Um, they'll, get they'll get themselves into places that they can't get out of, and they'll die unless some shepherd pulls them out. Okay, here we go. Not only are we God's people, but we are God's And we sometimes aren't too smart, not too bright ourselves. And sometimes we get into places that we can't get out of without God's help. Amen. 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 They are doing that too. All right, let's do it together. One, two, three. That's good feedback. There you go. That's what I call a shout out. All right, we're having fun now. Go ahead, Kerry. All right. Go so ahead. We are moving on <laughs> to 
<laughs> verse 4, I think. Yes. There we go. Psalm 100, verse 4. Say it with me. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. See, the writer is talking about entering the temple. But for us, that's entering the doors of Connection Church and its surrounding areas. But we cannot limit our thanksgiving and praise just to this place. We can't do that no matter where we are, wherever we are, we're in God's presence. That's a truth. We are in God's presence. And when we're in God's presence, can we not help but giving a shout out to God with everything we've got, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, whatever we're thinking? Shouting our praises, making a joyful noise to the Lord. You know, that doesn't have to be done just, you know, with shouting like I'm doing right now, but it can be done with our actions. Reflecting Jesus to a hurting world. Whatever we're doing, we need to give thanks and bless his holy name. You know, though, it's one thing to, to make a joyful noise to the Lord, to, to shout to the Lord, to worship the Lord with gladness, to come into his presence with singing when everything's wonderful, when everything's just peachy, when, when we're feeling on top of the world. That's it's one thing. But there are times when we're not feeling that. There are times when we're not on top of the world. If anything, we feel maybe on the bottom of the world, when we're in pain, maybe physical pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain, what about when we're mourning for one reason or another, mourning a loss, maybe a loss of someone we love, maybe a loss of health, maybe the loss of a job, maybe the loss of a hope, loss of a dream. Life can be tough. Amen? Amen. So then the question becomes this. How can we make a joyful noise to the Lord when our very soul is crying out with sorrow and pain and joy seems to be the very furthest thing from where we're at. It's not easy. It's not easy. But we can remain thankful. We can remain thankful and comforted Knowing that the Lord is with us, that the Lord shares our pain, and that the Lord walks through it with us. Psalm 23, 1, the Lord is my shepherd. And ultimately, that means we are his sheep. He will care, Jesus cares for his sheep. In the Bible, I haven't found it. Maybe you have. There's no promise that life is pain-free, that we aren't going to you know, run into trials and tribulations. In fact, we read the opposite in this book. But what is in here from cover to cover is God's presence and promise and truth that he will always be with us. What's in here is that God is good. And God is good even when our life is going down the tubes. God's goodness does not change. God's goodness is always, and because of that, when we are in the midst of turmoil or deep, deep pain, God is still good, and for that we can be thankful. 
Are you with me on that? For that, we can be thankful. Let's look at uh, verse 5. Say it with me. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. Amen. Say the Lord is good. And God can. Here's the, here's the thing to always remember. That God can somehow, some way, even though we have trouble seeing that at times, God can somehow, some way bring good even out of our most challenging situations, our deepest hurt, our greatest pains. God can bring good from that. And, and the reason is because God loves us. Say, God loves us. Say, God loves me. Do you believe it? Because that's the truth. God loves you. God loves me. God is love. That's what we read in 1 John chapter 4. It tells us God is love. It's like God equals sign love. It's God's nature. It's God's DNA. It's God's wiring. And God loves us. God is love, and God lays that on us as well. God loves us unconditionally. We can't earn it. <laughs> we don't deserve it. We can't buy it, and we can't destroy it. There's nothing we can do to make God love us anymore. I don't care how many points you rack up, you can't get God to love you any more than he already does, and you can't get God to love you any less. And that's because God's love is steadfast. I love that word, steadfast. It means fixed, unchanging, steady, steadfast. God's love is fixed, steady, unchanging, steadfast. God's love is not based on a feeling or emotion that God has. God is love. You know, there are times when we mess up. I mess up a lot. And God's love doesn't change. I am held accountable for my actions, for my behavior. There are consequences, but that doesn't mean that God doesn't love me. That doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. God's love is not based on whether God likes us one moment and doesn't like us another moment. Because God's love is what? God's love is what? Thank you. God loves us just as we are, but too much to leave us there. In fact, God loves us so much. This is a well-worn expression, but we got to say it again. God loves us so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Hmm. Gave his only son sacrificed him, allowed him to go to the cross to die for you and me. That's John 3, 16. Jesus was the human expression of God's love for us. A love designed not to put us down, but to lift us up. A love designed where we don't really sacrifice because he sacrificed. Gave his very life, died on the cross, so that we might live, live through eternity. And that new life in Christ, we don't have to wait till our last breath for that to begin. It can start with our next breath. Amen? Yeah. 
Amen. Next breath. All we have to do is open up and receive the gift that God has for each of us, the gift of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Each and every one of us is a sinner in need of a Savior. And here's, here's the tough, tough truth. We can't save ourselves, brothers and sisters, can we? We cannot save ourselves, no. And we're like sheep <laughs> in the field. <laughs> we're in need of a shepherd to pull us out. And that shepherd is Jesus Christ. He's our shepherd. We're the sheep. Maybe you've never opened yourself up, or maybe you've done it many, many times. We encourage you today to do it either again or for the first time. You can do it in your seat. You can come up front after communion and pray. You go back. Mike would love to, to pray with you back in the amen corner there. Amen. Open up and just receive this awful, awesome gift that God has for you, the gift of the shepherd the gift of new life in Jesus Christ. Know that the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures how long? Forever. And he is faithful. Faithful. He can be trusted. He can be counted on. He can be relied on. He can be leaned on because he is faithful to all generations. And so it's time to be radical. It's a time to have radical gratitude that Psalm 100 talks about. Radical thanks and praise to the one who created it all. Created you, created me, even the rocks cry out and praise. Radical gratitude to the one who gave his one and only son. Radical gratitude to the one who loves us so much that he wants to spend eternity with us each and every one of us. So Connection Church, let's get radical. Radical. Woo! Woo, all right, radical. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Make a joyful noise all the earth. Let's worship the Lord with gladness. Let's come into his presence with singing. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, Help us live a life of radical gratitude, whatever we're doing, wherever we are. And, and I know it's hard. There have been times when I have not been grateful, Lord. Forgive me for that. When life is hard, when circumstances are tough, help us even then say, Lord, you are good, and your goodness is steadfast, and your love is unchanging. Thank you, God. For loving me and so Lord change us and transform us and make our hearts yearn for you and live as a thankful as a thank you note to what you have done for us mm. we pray this in Jesus name and everybody gathered said amen, amen. thank you for joining us for our podcast for more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at connectioncc.org or on Facebook at facebook.com connectioncc. You can also contact our church office at 302-378-7692. 
Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.